Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad TaxCast. I'm Michelle, and today we are speaking with Caitlin Minot, a partner and managing CPA at BrightTax, who is joining us from Brazil, Allison Lindsay, partner and lead CPA, also with BrightTax, who is joining us from Denver, and Charles Bruce, legal counsel of ACA and chairman of ACA Global Foundation, is here from Washington, D.C. In today's podcast, We'll chat about some of the things that expat taxpayers need to pay attention to this tax season, in particular, things falling out from the recent CARES Act, along with what bright tax sees happening with the expat tax preparer community in the coming months. Before we begin, a little programming note. In light of the unique times we are living in, and knowing that things are changing rapidly, we have decided to publish the tax cast twice a month, on the 15th of each month and at the end of each month. We'll be speaking with a variety of service providers, such as tax preparers, attorneys, investment managers and advisors, software providers, and more. Now let's get into it. Thanks, Caitlin, Allison, and Charles for joining us. I appreciate you making the time. I know you're all extremely busy. Caitlin, let's begin by breaking down part of the CARES Act. For those who don't know, it was signed into law on March 27th and is 883 pages long. In it, it appears that there are provisions for rebates, individual provisions, and some business provisions, many of which will impact expat taxpayers and their businesses. What are the most important provisions in the CARES Act? Which ones should taxpayers focus on? Perhaps the most immediately relevant provision in the legislation, and the one that most taxpayers are interested in hearing about, is Section 2201, which allows a recovery rebate for American taxpayers around the world. The recovery rebate will come in the form of a $1,200 payment to taxpayers who have a valid social security number and are up to date on their U.S. tax filing requirements. Taxpayers who file a joint return are eligible for a $2,400 payout, and for dependents under the age of 17, an additional $500 is added per dependent. Someone applying for the rebate must have a U.S. tax ID number, typically a social security number, right? Can there be problems if a spouse or partner does not have a tax ID number? That's correct. To qualify for the rebate, taxpayers must have a valid social security number. This does not include the tax ID number, otherwise known as the I-10. There is one small category of American taxpayers who will not be eligible for the rebate because of this requirement, and that is American taxpayers who make an election to file a joint tax return with a non-resident alien spouse. For some people, it may be worth reconsidering the election to file a joint tax return with their NRA spouse, but that will depend, of course, on each individual taxpayer's circumstances. Let's talk about the mechanics of the rebates. How do people estimate quickly what they might be getting? What can they do to get their rebate quickly if they are eligible for one? And what can Bright Tax do to help them? To be eligible for the recovery rebate, taxpayers must fall within certain income thresholds and have filed either a 2018 or 2019 tax return. The only exception to that is taxpayers who do not file a tax return because their only income source is U.S. Social Security benefits. The IRS will direct deposit the rebate into your U.S. bank account on file or alternatively mail a check to your most recent address. The most important thing that Americans can do in the meantime is to ensure that they have either a 2018 or 2019 tax return filed with the IRS. The IRS will use the adjusted gross income on the most recently filed return for purposes of calculating their recovery rebate. 
At BrightTax, we specialize in the process of getting Americans who live abroad back into compliance using a variety of procedures designed to mitigate penalties related to the catch-up exercise. We know that there are many, many Americans out there who have not filed a U.S. tax return during their time living abroad. It's important that these people don't just suddenly pop back up on the IRS radar with a 2019 filing without professional guidance about the best way to catch up. A guided approach is necessary, perhaps utilizing one of the available procedures, such as the streamlined compliance procedure, to avoid IRS scrutiny once your 2019 return has been processed and your recovery rebate has been sent out. Bright Tax is currently offering a preparation discount for American taxpayers who qualify for the recovery rebate, as we know that many people are currently facing tremendous financial challenges as a result of COVID-19. Since we're touching on the subject of tax compliance in a situation where the individual involved might be out of compliance, I want to say that everyone, the taxpayer, the return preparer, everyone, who want to slow down, take a breath, look at all the rules, and then the taxpayer can decide what's in their best interest. In the midst of a serious health crisis and the new rules tumbling forward almost on a daily basis, the important thing is not to make any missteps. The preparer can only help you get in compliance if it becomes a wider subject about what's happened in the past, why that happened, et cetera, et cetera, then the exercise may no longer be simply a straightforward matter of preparing the tax return and doing other things to obtain the rebate. Are there other things about the rebates that you would like to highlight? The IRS has communicated via their coronavirus-specific page that they intend to set up an online system over the next few weeks where taxpayers can modify their bank account information for purposes of a direct deposit of the rebate. We strongly suggest that you continue to monitor the IRS platform, and the web address for that is www.irs.gov coronavirus for the latest updates as things are changing daily. Thanks. I'll include a link to the IRS coronavirus information page in our show notes as well. Charles, is there anything about the mechanics that you'd like to add? I would just add that many people will want to obtain their rebate electronically with the IRS sending it directly to their bank account rather than having to rely upon getting a check through the mail. To make this work, the individual needs a U.S. bank account. Many expats, for good reason, don't have a U.S. bank account, and it's difficult, in fact, sometimes almost impossible, to quickly open a U.S. bank account, especially if you don't have a residence or other physical presence in the States. Starting back in 2016, ACA started working with the State Department Federal Credit Union to make its U.S. accounts available to its ACA members. Accounts can be opened easily and quickly, in fact, entirely online. There may be other ways to solve the problem, but ACA recommends SDFCU for people in need of a solution. We're posting a link to information on the ACA website, which tells you everything you need to know, maybe more than that, about this subject. Caitlin, other than the individual rebates, what else in the CARES Act should expats pay attention to? 
Without going into too much detail, the CARES Act also includes credits related to the challenges self-employed taxpayers are facing because of the virus. The IRS deadline for filing and payment of 2019 tax has also been pushed back to July 15, 2020. Many of the state tax departments are also following suit. However, there are some variations to the July 15th deadline. So if you have a state tax filing requirement, it's a good idea to check the website of that particular state. Contributions to retirement accounts, such as an IRA or a 401k for the 2019 year can now be made up until July 15th, aligning with the federal tax filing deadline. And of course, many people are asking about the FBAR deadline and when that is due and how all of this affects that deadline. The traditional FBAR deadline is April 15th. However, the FBAR instructions state that an automatic extension is offered to those who do not file by April 15th to October 15th. As such, for all intents and purposes, your FBAR deadline is October 15th this year. And then finally, the CARES Act includes a provision to include up to a $300 charitable contribution adjustment to taxable income for those taxpayers who would otherwise use the standard deduction. It sounds like return preparers have their hands full and everything seems to be moving fast. Allison, in your view, how is the coronavirus pandemic and the CARES Act, which was drafted and enacted quickly, going to affect the community of return preparers? Since the impact is immediate for individuals and businesses, tax preparers need to understand the implications as quickly as possible. We cannot wait to address the issues until next tax season because the CARES Act is affecting clients immediately. We are determining whether clients should leave their 2018 return as their most recently filed return or if they should submit 2019 sooner rather than later. Of course, in other cases, we have to assist clients to get caught up with their 2018 and 2019 returns, as well as previous returns. Stepping back for a moment, Allison, what do you think the effects of CARES Act will be on the community? Expats who have been putting off getting compliant may have greater incentive now. As a tax preparer, I always encourage clients to get caught up to compliance, but beyond that, there's now an immediate cash flow effect. The rebate can be worth several thousand dollars for an expat family with kids, which is much more than the cost of compliance. When Bright Tax thinks about the effects on its business, what does it see? What does it think? What is it focusing on? Let me put it this way. What does it see as the positive points and the negative points? We've always focused on helping people through the maze of U.S. tax filing, since we understand that filing taxes from abroad can seem complicated, if not daunting. We've recently seen an increase in inquiries to file returns and questions on past return statuses. We're always focused on providing clients with a clear and accessible understanding of U.S. tax filing. The challenges we're facing right now is that the situation is fluid. There are new developments every day, so we must constantly be aware and stay educated. In light of these developments and looking to the future, can you say what the trends might be, where it is that the community is going? We always need to stay on top of the most recent changes 
and IRS developments. We're happy to see that expats were considered in the CARES Act to be eligible for the rebate checks. In the past, the passage of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act at the end of 2017 felt like it left expats out of the equation. However, with the consideration of expats in the CARES Act, we hope this means that expat-specific issues will continue to be considered going forward. The world of expat tax is rather niche, but it continues to grow as more Americans live abroad and are able to work remotely. In particular, where are we going with electronic everything, filing, payment, refunds? IRS is pushing fast and furious for all of us to move into the 21st century. What are your thoughts on that subject? The IRS employing AI means the huge volumes of data received from foreign banks under FATCA can be acted upon. So expats shouldn't delay catching up. The Streamline Procedure Amnesty Program is a great opportunity that may not be available forever. We've seen in the last few weeks, especially the ability to work remotely and effectively. Brightax has always employed this remote work environment for our associates and our clients. We were the first expat tax firm with a bespoke secure online portal to collect client information. Expat clients expect tax preparers to handle their returns without needing to come into an office. They expect to be able to use their cell phones to sign documents and upload forms. And we were the first expat tax firm with a mobile app, letting clients scan and upload docs using phone or tablet camera. We expect these trends to continue as technology gets more and more sophisticated and as the IRS's use of technology catches up. Allison, thank you for all that good information. Michelle, back to you. I want to thank Caitlin, Allison, and Charles for joining us today. We know how busy you all are, and we appreciate it. The American Citizens Abroad Taxcast is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. It is published on the 15th and at the end of each month. You can get in touch with us at podcast at americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us. 